0: All right, now, let's go to Acts chapter 20 where we are in verse number 17, and we're gonna come back to this camera right here again. Acts chapter 20 and verse number 17, it says, and from Miletus he sent to Ephesus and he called the elders of the church. Now, this is the apostle Paul because he know his ministry outside of prison is ending. And he called the elders of the church at Ephesus. And in verse number 18, and when they will come to him, He said to them, you know from the first day that I came into Asia, after what manner I had been with you at all seasons, serving the Lord with all humility of mind and with many tears and temptations, which befell me by the line and weight of the Jews, and how I kept back nothing that was profitable to you, but I have showed you, I have taught you publicly from house to house, testifying both to the Jews and also to the Greeks. Now, he's giving you how he preached the whole counsel of God. To preach the whole counsel of God means he had to preach all three gospels. This is the first gospel that he preached. He preached to the Jews and the Greek. That's the first gospel that he preached. But watch what he preached. Now, this gospel is called the gospel of Jesus Christ. We're going to show you that. This is the first gospel. He preached the gospel of Jesus Christ. So here he said, testifying both to the Jews and also to the Greek. This is what he preached to the Jews. Repentance towards God. He never preached repentance to Gentiles. Only to the Jews. And faith towards our Lord Jesus Christ. He never preached faith towards our Lord Jesus Christ to the body of Christ, only to the Jews and the Greeks. In verse number 22, and now behold, that's the first gospel he preached was the gospel of Jesus Christ. We'll give you a scripture in just a moment. And now behold, I go in bound unto Jerusalem, not knowing the thing that shall befall me there. Say that the Holy Ghost witnesses in every city saying bonds and afflictions abide me. But none of these things move me. Neither count I my life dear to myself that I might finish my course. Here comes the second ministry. And the ministry which I have received of the Lord Jesus Christ. This is the third. We're going to go back to number two. He said, and the ministry which I have received of the Lord Jesus to testify the gospel of the grace of God. Now, we know the gospel of the grace of God is the gospel of Christ. And we're going to show you why also. So that was number three. But number two is the next verse. And now behold, I know that you all among whom I have, past tense, gone preaching, what you already preached, Paul, the kingdom of God. So the three gospels is, number one, the gospel of Jesus Christ. Number two is the gospel of the kingdom. I'm sorry. Yeah, the gospel of the kingdom. Number three is the gospel of grace which is the gospel of Christ. Now in verse 26, he said, wherefore I take you the record this day that I'm pure from the blood of all men. I have not shunned to declare, here it is, under you all the counsel of God. The Lord showed me that yesterday. He said all the counsel of God is because he preached all the gospels. He preached the gospel of Christ. He preached the gospel of the kingdom. And he also preached the gospel of Christ. That's what I want to show you Today. Alright, so uh, we're going to talk about today the gospel of Christ. That's going to be our teaching. Uh, remember, we are also on part nine today uh, in the series. Last week we showed you Christ, the power of God. Today we're going to show you the, what Paul preached. Paul preached the gospel of Christ. And we're going to show you why Paul preached the gospel of Christ. And then we're going to show you something else. If you don't preach the gospel of Christ, Nobody can be saved. The gospel of Christ is the only gospel that can save a soul from hell. The only gospel. And I'm going to show you why today. Not just going to show you, but I'm going to show you why. All right. So this is what we're going to use as the gospel of Christ. All right. So we're going to take you through uh, four steps. I'm going to give you two this morning. Hope I get to the next two the next service. We get to the gospel of Christ, but we got to back up. How did God first start ministering, and who was he ministering to? He was first ministering to the Jews, to Israel. How did he do it? He did it by the scriptures. All right? So the scriptures, I want to plainly say this, is not the New Testament. I've heard people say to me, the scriptures, and they say, oh, yeah, just, just, just the script. They keep thinking the scriptures is, is the new covenant. No, 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 no. The scripture is the Old Testament. And let me show you why they became the scriptures. I'm going to give you a couple scriptures to show you why. Okay. Now let's go. Let's go to John. Now, Jesus Christ is going to use this verse. The scriptures was one of the witnesses that Jesus is the Christ. The Gospel of John, chapter number five. So you've got to understand the word of God. See, here we believe in rightly dividing the word of truth. We we don't believe in trying to take something and make it work. You can't bring something in a different dispensation and make it work. It don't work. See, like right now, I'm giving you the scriptures. You can't take the scriptures. Let me give you a verse before I give you this verse. What can I? Let's go to... Uh, Romans chapter 15 let me show you something Romans chapter number 15 and then we'll come right back watch what Paul is going to say in Romans uh, chapter number 15 and let's start reading with verse number 1 Romans chapter 15 now you got to remember Paul is going to use this word but we got to know what Paul means all right, Romans chapter 15, verse 1. We then that are strong, alter to bear the infirmities of the weak. Wait on the screen. We then are strong, the ought to bad the infirmities of the weak. And not to please ourselves. Let every one of us please his neighbor for his good to edification. For even Christ pleased not himself, but as it is written, the reproach, watch what he says, as it is written. Anytime you see the word as it is written, he's telling you that's Old Testament. It's already there. All you got to do is understand where it is. As it is written. The reproaches of them, they reproach the fellow me. And in your Bible, if you got a pretty good Bible, it will tell you that's in Psalm 69 and verse 9. See? As it is written. That means it's already there. All right? That means scriptures. All right? And then in verse number 4, for whatsoever thing were written. You're talking about were written? That was scriptures. Whatever was were written. Was written afore or before were written for our learning. So that means he's not talking to the body of Christ, he's talking to the Church of God, because what was written in the Old Covenant was written for their learning. All right? Now watch what he says: that I should be the minister of Jesus Christ to you Gentiles. Watch what he says? I think I'm, I'm okay. I, I turned the page. I didn't have to turn the page. I'm sorry. All right. Verse number four again. Go back to verse four. He says, For whatsoever thing were written aforetime were written for our. Now you, now you you take that and you say, our body of Christ. Wait a minute. I'll learn it. That we, through patience and comfort of the scriptures. Now, who is he talking about? Comfort of the scriptures. Only somebody had the scriptures were the Jews. God never gave the scriptures. To Gentiles because the Gentile the, the scriptures is the Old Testament all right now why did he give them the scriptures so they might have hope now you're gonna say in verse 5 "Now a God of patience and consolation grant you to be like-minded one towards another according to Christ Jesus all right now let's let's take this and let's show you what it means when you're talking about the scriptures. Now look at John chapter number five, verse 39 now. Let's go to work. The gospel of St. John chapter five and show you. Now Jesus has given us here four witnesses. Now the four witnesses is to testify who he is. Let me say it again. The four witnesses is to testify who Jesus is. Remember, Jesus is coming to a people that don't know who he is. All right. Now, the Old Testament is about who Jesus is. I want you to understand this. But you cannot be saved just knowing who Jesus is. Because it wasn't given to you. It was given to the Jews. All right, here we go. John chapter 5. And I'm going to read verse, let's back at the 33. Let's just do it all here. We're going to show you the four witnesses. John chapter 5, back to verse 33. We're going to start off with the first witness is John. Because John taught the gospel. John was there when the gospel of Jesus Christ began. That's why he's coming back with John. You sent to John and John bear witness unto the truth. See, John was one of the witnesses. That's why he baptized. So if you hear this real good, you'll find out why people are so confused because they're listening to the wrong ministry. They believe in the wrong gospel to be saved. Remember, John was the first witness. You sent unto John, Jesus says in verse thirty-three, and John bear witness to the truth. Well, you know that's who Christ is. I'm the way, the truth, and the light. All right. And verse thirty-four. But I received not, but I receive not testimony from man. But these things I say you might be saved. Verse 35. John was abundant and a shining light, and you were willing to for a season, watch this, to receive, to rejoice in his light. And then the next verse says, But I have greater witness than that of John. So we're going to go to witness number two. For the works which the Father had given me to finish. Now remember, he preached the gospel of the kingdom. So what did he do while he preached the gospel of the kingdom? You saw the works. Heal the sick, cleanse the leper, raise the dead, cast out devils. All this was a part of the gospel of the kingdom. All right, so the first one you saw was the gospel of Jesus Christ. I'm going to take you and show you the scripture on that in a moment. Here, the gospel of the kingdom. But I have greater witness power. I have greater witness than that of John. But the works which the Father has given me to finish... The same work that I do, bear witness of me that the Father has sent me. All right? Verse number 37. And the Father, here's the third witness, is the Father. The works were the second witness. John was the first witness. The works is the second witness. The Father is the third witness. And the Father which has sent me has borne witness of me. You neither have heard his voice at any time nor seen his shape. All right, and you have not His word abiding in you for whom He has sent him you believe not. Now you're going to go to the four witnesses. Search the scripture. Here's the four witnesses of scriptures. Search the scriptures. This is Old Testament. Search the scriptures. In them you think you have eternal life. The purpose of the Old Testament is to testify of me. See, the Old Testament was not meant to get you saved. It was to bring you to Christ. Paul taught on that also in Galatia. That the Old Testament scripture, even the law, was to bring you to Christ. All right? So search the scripture. And them you think you'll have eternal life. So if I preach to you the Old Testament, you'll never get eternal life. Never. If I preach to you Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, you'll never get eternal life. Those books were witnesses that Jesus is the Christ. All right? He says, you think you have eternal life. They are they that testify of me. And you would not come to me that you might have life. So let's look at this. Let's go and show you those four witnesses. Now, let's let's take a... Uh, let's, do, let's go to uh, Mark, because I said I'm going to do that first. Let's back to like, the Gospel of Mark. See, the Gospel of Mark shows you uh, what the gospel of Mark was written for. Now Mark is speaking for Matthew, Luke, and John. Because I could, I could have taken you to the chapters, in like chapter 3 in Luke or, or some chapter in, in Matthew. Every one of them going to talk about John's ministry. But he's going to tell you in Mark chapter 1 verse 1. Now I'm giving you the gospels because there's more than one gospel. So when you say somebody preaching the gospel, you need to say, what gospel do you preach? Because you can't preach the gospel of Jesus Christ, that means that gospel is so you will know Jesus is the Christ. Let me say it again. The gospel of Jesus Christ is preached so you will know Jesus is the Christ. Now, that's not your gospel. You are not saved because you say, oh, I believe Jesus is the Christ. That's not how you say it. That's how you need to know which is the different gospel. Alright, here we go. Mark chapter 1 verse 1. The beginning, I want on the screen. The gospel of Mark chapter 1 verse 1. That's what we're waiting for the screen. Alright, here we go. The beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Now you got to hear real good. He didn't say Jesus. He didn't say Jesus. He didn't say Christ. See, what is my message today? It's the gospel of Christ. You notice the word Jesus not on there? See, you, this is the gospel of Jesus Christ right here. The gospel of Jesus Christ's purpose is that you know Jesus is the Christ. That's why you see the two words. But Paul did not preach Jesus Christ. Paul preached Christ. Okay. And then verse number. One again, the beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. So he's telling you who Jesus is. He's the Son of God. And then it says, as it is written in the prophets. As it is written in the prophets. Why is he saying that? Because that was the purpose of the prophets. Let's go from there to Hebrews. I'm not reading all that. I just want to show you a verse. Let's go to Hebrews. And we're going to look at chapter 1. See, whatever God said to Israel... He said it through the prophets. See, that's why you got people today still want to get in the church and say the Lord said. And they don't want to take the Bible to tell you. They just want to say, I heard the Lord say, the Lord say, my child, listen. Yeah, he did. And we got 13 books and he said it to Paul. Whatever God going to say to Israel, he said it to the prophets. And if anybody else got out and said anything that God said in the Old Testament, they died. Hallelujah. I'm going to show you that. I think that's uh, in, in, when God told, I'm going to send you a, a prophet like unto me. Moses says, him shall the people hear. I think it's in chapter 15. Uh, I'll get to it in a minute. You know what it is, find it. All right. God said, I'm going to send you Moses. I'm going to send a prophet like unto me. Him shall the people hear. He told Moses that. All right. But let's look at Hebrews. In Hebrews chapter 1, when you get that verse, let me know there. I can tell you already, chapter 15, I think it is. But Hebrews chapter 1, verse 1. That's where we're at. God in sundry times. In past time, he's talking about. In divers manner, spake in time past. So he's telling you in the Old Testament, this is how God spake to Israel. He spake in time past unto the fathers. Fathers? By the prophets. See, that's how God talked to Israel in the Old Covenant. By the prophet. Whatever God gonna say to anybody, even David. God told Nathan to go tell David. See, God always told the prophet. What to go tell the king? So the, the man was a king, just like Saul. Saul was a king. Saul messed up. God told the prophet, Go tell Saul, you fired. I rejected you. Your kingdom is over. See, that's how, that's how they did. That's how God did with Israel all the way through their history. Whatever God wanted to say to Israel, he did what? He said it to the prophet, and the prophet went to tell them. All right, but they killed him. That's why Jesus said they killed him. Even Jesus came at the last prophet to speak to Israel, and guess what they did to him? Killed him too. All right. Now, here in verse number two, it said, Hath, past ten, in the last day spoken to us by his son. So that's why Jesus was the last prophet to come and speak to Israel, whom he has appointed of all things. By whom he has made the world. Okay, so God sent his son to speak to Israel as the last person of the prophets of the Old Covenant. And guess what they did with him? Killed him. Who was the prophet before that? John the Baptist. And what did they do to John the Baptist? Killed him. All right, they cut his head off. So you got to understand, that's what happened in the Old Covenant. Matter of fact, prophet was so afraid when God said, you remember Elijah? When he went to God and said, "They, they, they hunt my life, I'm the only one left? I mean, it was that way, man. You came to them and told them the truth. They want to kill you. Matter of fact, they did. All right. Now that's what I want to show you. Out of those, that first book, I showed you the prophets and why there was the prophets. Everything in the script. The script. Let's go to Let's go to Acts chapter eight. Let me show you this. Yeah, De- Deuteronomy fifteen, I think it is, isn't it? Eighteen fifteen, right? Right. Deuteronomy eighteen fifteen. Deuteronomy chapter 15. All right. Deuteronomy 1815. That's what I keep saying, right? Deuteronomy 1815. All right. Let's go to Deuteronomy 1815. See, watch how it was in the Old Covenant. You could not go in the Old Covenant and say, God said. Because you be taking the name of the Lord in vain. If God didn't send you, you died. Here we go. Deuteronomy 1850. We don't come to this camera. Deuteronomy 1850. The Lord thy God will raise unto thee a prophet. There it is with a capital P. That's going to be Christ. From the midst of thee and of thy brothers like unto me Moses says unto him shall you hearken. Now once Jesus came they're supposed to know the scripture and they should have known that they had to listen to this prophet or they're going to have to pay the consequences. And the Bible says, according to all that thou desire of the Lord thy God in Horeb in the days of the assembly, saying, Let me not hear again the voice of the Lord thy God, neither let me see this great fire no more that I die not. And the Lord said unto, unto me, the Lord said unto me, Thou hast well spoken that which thou hast spoken. I will raise thee a, a prophet. Now, that's what God did when he sent Christ. I would raise thee up a prophet from from among I'm sorry he's saying Jesus among thy brethren like unto thee, and I would put my words in his mouth, and he shall speak unto them all that I command him. See, so that's why Jesus says, Verily, verily, I say to you, why? Because verily, verily means my Father has already said this, and I'm saying this to you again. All right. Verse 19, and it shall come to pass that whosoever would not hearken to my words, which he shall speak in my name. The name Jesus would who name? See, you didn't get it, you didn't hear it. I'm I'm reading it what the Father said. And he says, And it shall come to pass that whosoever would not hearken to my word, which he shall speak in my name, well what name did Jesus come in? The Father's name. Jesus said, I am come in my Father's name. Somebody can find me there. See, you've got to understand what the Word of God says. Jesus is not the Son's name. Christ is the Son's name. See, the Father was one of the witnesses. And the Father's name is Jesus. The Son's name is Christ. You're not saved because you believe the Father. You're saved because you receive the Son. Okay. Okay. And it shall come to pass that whosoever will not hearken to my words, which he speak in my name, I will require it of him. All right. So that's why when, they, when he came and they found out that Jesus really is the Christ in Acts 2.36, what did those people say? Oh, what shall we do? That's why they say you have killed the prince of life. You have killed the very man God sent to you that he told Moses going to give you. But they only saw Jesus. All right, who got that verse I just asked? John five, John 5 All right, let's go to that. See, you got to understand, he's talking to these people. In John chapter 5, and verse 43. Watch what it says. I am come in my Father's name. See, that's the same thing I just read to you in Deuteronomy chapter number uh, 18, verse 15 through Following verses there, Jesus said, "He gonna come in my name." Well, Jesus came and told him, "I'm coming in my Father's name, and you receive me not." Well, what name did he come in? One more time, I just need you to get it out. Get it out. You don't know what name he came in. You didn't know nothing about Christ. They didn't know nothing about Christ then. Jesus came to them. His name. Name him Jesus. So if he came in the Father's name, what is the Father's name? Uh, that's all you got to do is just say what the word' saying. You're not trying to make nothing up. The word of God not, the Word of God is, is revealed now. All right? So He says, "I am come in my Father's name, and you receive me now. Everybody knew him by one name, and what was it again? Jesus. Come on everybody. Jesus. Right. That was the Father's name. I don't know why people are so hard to receive the Father. That's why when He came to to Jesus in John fourteen, they asked Him, "Lord, show us the Father." And Jesus said to Him, "Have I been so long time with you? You don't know me." See, you got to understand. Really, He really they should have known Him because He is the Father. You got to understand something. The Word was made flesh. God came to man in the flesh. Let me show you that. Let me show you that. 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Look at 2 Corinthians chapter 5. See, you got to understand, believe what the word is saying. He will never reveal it to you until you believe it. 2 Corinthians chapter 5. See, Christ was in Jesus. And the Father was in Christ. That's what made the Godhead. You do know the Holy Ghost is the Father, don't you? Let me me make sure you know that first. How many know Jesus called the child of the Holy Ghost? All right, see, that's what you got to understand. And if you don't understand, get away with the Lord. Like I told you, you got to spend some time in the Word. All right, the Gospel of John chapter 5, I'm sorry. 2 Corinthians chapter 5. And let's read verse 19 on the screen. Just one verse. See, you got to understand... When Jesus came here, they only saw the flesh. But inside of that flesh, there was the Son of God named Christ. That's why he is called the Son of God. But he had not been revealed to who he is. So when he had to walk on water, he could. He is the Son of God. You understand? But he also 100% man, Son of Man, right? Right? but he had to keep the son of man for the old covenant because they did not walk by faith they walked by sight oh my god here we go verse number 19 to wit 2 Corinthians 5 19 to wit that god was in christ that's what he was in in the earth he was in christ where was christ See, you didn't get it. Let me say you again. See, you, you got to listen to what I'm saying. I'm not here to put you down, but you're not listening to me. Listen, you, listen. he's a trinity, right? Who are you right now? You say. You a trinity, right? The outside person of you is Jesus. The outside person to you now is Jesus. It would have been no different if I would called his name Jesus. That's the man that you see. But then inside of him, He has Christ. Inside of Christ, there is the Holy Ghost, the Father. You can't see that? That's you. Can't you see you? Who in you? And who in Christ? The Spirit, right? Can't you see that? (laughs) All right. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 9. To wit that God was in Christ. To wit that God was in Christ. What was he doing? Reconciling the world to himself. What, how was he doing that? In, that was his ministry. What was he doing? He was reconciling the world to himself. Not imputing their trespasses unto them. And now Paul said he committed to unto us the word of reconciliation. See you got to know who you are. See you're saying you have the spirit. And you are the body of Christ. So where's the spirit? In Christ. Where's Christ? In you. That's your soul. That's how you made up as a trinity. So once you pull off the flesh, your soul is in Christ. And Christ is in God. That's how you are divinely protected. All right? Now let's, let's go to work. All right. I'm not hard on you, but, but you got to learn. I'm going to be hard on you until you learn this word. Hallelujah. All right. Now, that's number, that's number two. I gave you, first I gave you the, the scripture. Then I showed you the gospel of Mark, which is the gospel of Jesus Christ. Now, I'm not going to go any further. I'm going to finish the gospel of Jesus Christ because this is so important because most people today are teaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. All right, let's go and show you that. Now, I gave you, uh, let's go to Matthew. Chapter 3, verse 1 and 2. Now, when I say the gospel of Jesus Christ, what am I saying? What is this gospel to do? Thank you, baby. Thank you. Thank you for building them out again. The gospel of Jesus Christ, if you listen to it, the word gospel means good news. The good news about Jesus is the Christ. See, that was good news because that's how they were saved. Let, let, what have I just told you to go to? Matthew. We go to Matthew 3, then I'm going to from Matthew 3 and go to Matthew 16, 16, 13. Matthew chapter 3, verse 1. Let's start at verse 1. Matthew chapter 3. Are you there? Now, this also is about John the Baptist. That's what I'm trying to tell you. Because. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John was, a, was about Jesus. It's the Christ, the Son of God. That's how they were saved. All right? That's not how you're saved. But this is what most people are preaching. They're preaching you repentance, water baptism. What do you think they're preaching? They're preaching you the gospel of Jesus Christ. And it's not going to save them. All right? But let me show you who they preached to. I'm going to show you they only preached this gospel. Put this scripture down. This should be the third thing you got on your note. Is Acts 13, 24. We're going to find out who did John preach to. All right, we in Matthew chapter 13, verse, uh, chapter 3 and verse 1 on the screen. Here we go. In those days came John the Baptist, preaching in the wilderness and saying, here it is, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Repent. Repent. All right. Now, let me show you who he preached to. I just gave you a verse. Matter of fact, I said Matthew 16, 13 first. Why they had to believe that Jesus is the Christ. That is how God saved them. All they had to do is believe Jesus the Christ. That same chapter. All right, let me go back to, let me read it for the tape's sake. Matthew chapter 3 and verse 5. Matthew chapter 3 and verse number 5. Then went out all Jerusalem and all Judea and all the region round about Jordan and were baptized in Jordan. What were they doing? Confessing their sin. That was the second thing. So they were baptized and they had to confess their sins. Now, how many know churches right now are still doing that? You got to be water baptized and you got to confess their sin. You're not on television. Don't put them on television. I won't put the camera on me. How many know people right now are being baptized in water and got to confess their sins? Exactly. As a matter of fact, that's why they take communion. When people take bread on the table, what do you think they're doing? What do you think that man tells them to do? Before you take this communion, you need to do what? You got to confess your sin. See, that's all people, they're doing the gospel of of Jesus Christ, which is how Israel was saved. They have never received the gospel of Christ. They have never received it. They don't even know there'll be a gospel of Christ. See, there's not one gospel, there are three gospels. There's the gospel of Jesus Christ, there's the gospel of the kingdom, and then there is the gospel of Christ. I'm preaching to the gospel of Christ. This is what Paul preached, is the gospel of Christ. So you still see in churches saying repent, be baptized in Jesus' name, that's the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's what they're doing. And they don't even know they're doing it. All right? Now let's go down to Matthew chapter 16. In Matthew chapter sixty, but you—if you don't know the difference—see, this is why. That's why Jesus said there are not many; there will be few be saved, because people would not leave religion, tradition, and go find the truth. They—they'll be like, "Oh, that Pastor Crump—he—he knew everything." See, that's how they look at you. They don't—that's how they did Jesus. Jesus came and told the truth. They don't want to hear the truth. Because they're going by what they were taught growing up. They don't want to know what the word says. All right, look at Matthew 16, 13. I'm telling you right now, man, I used to, I used to sit up in, in church. I, I used to ask God, begging, man, Lord, please show me the truth. Something wrong with that message. All right, Matthew 16, 13. And Jesus came, here it is, into the coast of Caesarea Philippi. He asked the disciples saying, who do do men say, I the son of man am? He didn't say son of God, did he? Because if he's son of God, then we already know who he is. Who is he? If he's the son of God, he's the Christ. So they didn't ask him who the son of God is. They asked him who the son of man is. Because the way they were saved is they had to believe that Jesus is the Christ. See, it's just like if I, if I told you today, and I don't like to put myself in a, in a spot like this, but if I told you that I, I'm the Christ, and you'd be like, sure. Are uh, you telling me you that guy in the Bible who's supposed to be coming? Yeah, I am he. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, and I'm Fred. Let me move on. I'm going to say a friend stone, okay? Let me move on. All right, Matthew chapter 16. And verse 13 again, when Jesus came to the coast of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, Who do men say, I the son of man am? And they said, Some say you are John the Baptist. Some say you're Elias the prophet. Some say you're Jeremiah the prophet. were well, you one of the prophets. He said to them, But whom say ye that I am? Remember what he's doing. He wanted to see who's saved in this group. Which one of you saved in this group? Because the only way they be saved, they'd have to know who I am. Do you understand how, how they were saved? They haven't know Jesus Christ. The next verse will tell you. Simon Peter answered and said, you the Christ. How many know that Simon Peter was the apostle or the pastor of the church of God? You do know that, right? right. He was the pastor of the church of God. All right. Jesus answered, remember, he's going to tell him right here, and thou art Peter, up on this rock I'll build my church. Otherwise, you're going to be the one over the church. Why was he over the church? Because he knew who Jesus was. If the people who, if the the man sits here don't know, how are you going to tell you? And Jesus answered and says, uh, I'm sorry. Peter answered and says, Simon Peter, verse 16, and said, you are the Christ. You are the son of the living God. Now remember, Jesus said, who is the son of man? Who am I? Peter said, you the Christ. He could not have known that he was the Christ if the Holy Ghost didn't show him. That's what you got to understand. Even in the Old Testament, if the Holy Ghost didn't show you that was Jesus, you wouldn't know who he was. In verse number 17, <clears throat> excuse me, and Jesus answered and said to him, bless thou, Simon, by Jonah, Flesh and blood had not revealed his unto you. See, f- flesh and blood didn't tell you I was the Christ. My Father. See, the, once, once he believed, God gave him the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Ghost showed him that that's, that's the Christ. He's the Christ. Just like when he was at the woman at the well. Once he preached to that woman at the well, the Holy Ghost showed him that's he's the Christ. And once she showed him who the Christ is, she ran in the town and told everybody. <coughs> Excuse me. Now, in verse number 18, he made him the pastor of the church. And I say to you, thou, thou art Peter up on this rock, I'll build my church. He's going to make Peter the, the pastor of the church. All right, now let's move on. Now, I told you I'm taking you somewhere else. Give me the scripture. Acts 13, 24. Let's go to that. Let's see who did Peter preach to. The message of repentance. See, today, people, people preaching to churches, and they've used it as a part of their salvation. But the people don't know that they're still in darkness. Now, you may say, well, Pastor Crump, do you know what you're saying? Yes, I know what I'm saying. If you are believing, you got to be baptized and repent to get rid of and confess sin or any of that stuff and believe to get rid of your sin, you lost. Because you have rejected the gospel of Christ. And the only difference, this is the difference. And I believe, I hope that once you see it, God will convict you. You cannot. Now you put it down, I assure you. Hebrews 9.22. Acts chapter 13, verse 24. Let's start reading with verse number 23. Start with verse 23. This is John. Of this man's seed, God, according to his promise, raised raised unto Israel a Savior. Here it is. Here it is. Here it is. Come on, read with me. What's his name? Who did God raise up a Savior to? See, you, you... Some of of y'all hear what it's saying and when we receive the truth. You got to understand something. I'm asking you to agree with the word. All right. Let's read verse 23 again. Of this man's seed, talking about David, of this man's seed hath God, according to his promise, raised unto Israel a savior. What's his name? Jesus ain't your savior. See, the key is, we hear the word, but we don't want to believe the word. Listen, either you're going to keep believing a lie, or you're going to believe the truth. Once truth comes, you need to dump that lie. That lie was all right until I can find the truth. Once I hear the truth, I'm preaching to you the gospel of Christ. See, people don't want Christ. That's the whole bottom line. People don't want Christ. They want Jesus. They don't want Christ. They want Jesus. They've been given Jesus so long that he won't Christ. See, Christ is not the flesh. Christ is the spirit man. So they want the natural man and they want the spirit man. You can't be saved by receiving the natural man. When I gave you Hebrews 9.22. Is this happening about it? And churches are packed. And all they know is Jesus. And Jesus' name. Here we go. We're in verse 24. Let me read 23 one more time. That was so good. Of this man's seed has God, according to his promise, raised unto Israel... Our Savior, Comer Jesus. When John had first preached before the, his coming, before Jesus' coming, he preached the baptism of repentance unto all the people of Israel. He never preached the baptism of repentance to Gentiles. But the people today don't know, so they'll take John the Baptist's message and preach it to you. And you know what they tell you? You can't be saved until you repent. And when you get water baptized, that's what you're doing. You got to be water baptized. That's repentance. And then you got to confess your sin. Well, how much time do you have? Because you don't even know why they're confessing their sins. Let me show it to you. See, if you, if you know what the word says, you know why Israel had to confess their sins. Let's go back to chapter 2. Didn't you read, didn't you read chapter 2? In Acts chapter number 2. Don't, don't forget, I just left Acts 13, 24. All right, now Acts chapter number two, let, let's, let's see why they had to repent. Let's go to Acts chapter number two and let's start off with, with Peter's message. Start with verse 29. We'll find out why they had to repent. Are you there? Verse 29, read. Men and brethren, let me freely speak of you of the patriarch David, that he's both dead and buried and his sepulchre is with us unto this day. Therefore, being a prophet and knowing that God has sworn, God has sworn with an oath to him the, of the fruit of his loins unto, according to the flesh. The fruit of his loins according to the flesh, he would raise up Christ to sit on the throne. Well, who's sitting on the throne? That ain't what people are telling you. They telling you that God's going to make sure He raised up Jesus, He's going to sit on the throne. Well, what are he going to do with Christ? Christ's already on the throne. See, people don't know. The Bible says said He's he said, he, 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 he seen this before. Let's read it. That that's what prophecy does. That's what Scripture did is to see it before. He's seeing this before spake of the resurrection of Christ. You don't see the Bible's telling you preaching the resurrection of Jesus. See, see the people that don't know the word. If I go to 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and I start reading to you, everything I read to you is the resurrection of Christ. The resurrection of Christ. The resurrection of Christ. You don't see the resurrection of Jesus, but that's what people are telling you. You get a chance sometimes. Matter of fact, it's coming. It's coming in a mess, a new you, theater, new you. The Bible does not teach the resurrection of Jesus. Not to the body of Christ. All right. Watch what it says. He seeing this before spake of the resurrection of Christ. What do he speak of? the resurrection of Christ. That his soul was not left in hell neither his flesh did see corruption. Who is his flesh? Some of y'all scared to see it. All right. Look at verse number 32. This Jesus, see he's telling you this Jesus has God raised up Why are we all witnesses. therefore, being, now, he called it this Jesus. He trying to let you understand that he's Christ now. All right. Therefore, being by the right hand of God exalted, having received of the Father, the promise of the Holy Ghost, he has now shed forth which you now see and hear. David is not ascending to the heavens, but he said to himself, the Lord. David didn't go to heaven. But he said, the Lord said unto my Lord. Lord said to my Lord, Lord sit thou on his right hand. So when Paul saw him, who did Paul call him? Who art thou? Lord. Lord. Verse 34. David is not ascending to the heaven, but he said to himself, the Lord said to my Lord, sit thou on my right hand until I make thy fold, thy footstool. Therefore, let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God, this is why they repented, that God has made that same Jesus, that same Jesus, that same Jesus that you crucified. God has made that same Jesus whom you crucify. God has made him both Lord and Christ. And what's why they had to repent? Now, when they heard this, they were pricked in their heart and they said to Peter and to the rest of the apostles, me and them brother, what shall we do? What can we do now? We killed the a man. Then Peter said to them what? Come on, I need you to read. He, what did he say to them? He told them to repent. And you know what people are doing today? They say you can't be in the church except you repent. You didn't kill Jesus. What you repent of? You see how ignorant stuff is? And they got people all around the church confessing their sins. And you got, I mean, and don't eat, don't go to a yes, don't go to a prayer meeting. Cause I wanna I wanna give my what? My testimony. And that's gonna take a while, because I'm I'm I want y'all to know I'm just being real that I'm sleeping with sister so-and-so. Cause I gotta I gotta get this out of me. Am I lying, Yancey? You better say something don't put the camera don't put the camera on Yancy. all right now when I get somebody to testify don't put the camera on them okay all right forgive me see this is why they had to repent Nancy when they heard this they were pricked in their heart and they said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, men and them, brother what shall we do And didn't ask you what shall you do and Peter said to them repent that's what you got to do. And be baptized. They ain't talking to you, but that's the message that's being preached all over churches in Pontiac right now, in Detroit, and everywhere else. You got to repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins. Now, what sins are they, they getting forgiveness for? Killing Jesus. And he said, when you you say you're sorry for what you did, you receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. See, this is is the stuff where I want to make sure you see it. Now, how many saw it today? All right. Now, where i I supposed to go last? Back to what? Hebrew Hebrew 9. Yeah, let's go to Hebrew chapter 9. Now, I'm going to show you why the why the gospel of Christ is different. Now, I, I got other gospel I haven't even taken to yet. That's why I gave you a couple and the next service, then I'll be able to close out because I didn't give you the gospel of the kingdom and I gave you the gospel of Christ yet. We'll do that the next service. All right, where I tell you to go? Yeah. Hebrews chapter 9, right? Look at Hebrews chapter 9. Hebrews 9, 22. When I, when I read it, I want, I want to read it a couple times because I want you to hear what it says. And almost all things are by the law purged with blood and without shedding the blood is no remission. Now, what, what is the definition of the word remission? Ah, Lord Jesus. I want you to give me a couple of scriptures on the screen. Ephesians 1.7 Colossians 1.14. See, we got to know what remission is. Write them two scriptures down. Ephesians 1.7, Ephesians, I'm sorry, Colossians 1.14. They were getting, they were confessing their sins to get forgiveness I'm gonna go and tell you now since you're big big girl. Don't give it an answer. Because if you don't know what remission of sin is yet, you, how long you been saved? Are you there in Ephesians 1 7? Alright. In Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 7. We're gonna read just that one verse and then we're gonna to go to Colossians 1. Because this is what remission of sin is. They had to be baptized. Just think what they, he told them to do. Be baptized, repent, be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for, for what? Come on, I don't need to hear, for what? For remission of sin. And then if they did, they receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. All right, now watch watch your covenant. Ephesians 1 and 7, read it. In whom we have, see, I need you to read. You won't do no good if you never read You can just pull that mask down and read. Come on, let me hear you. In whom we have what? We got what? We already got it. What is redemption? You need to put this in your little pretty Bible. Redemption is forgiveness of sins. You already have that. How did you get it? Read the rest of that verse. How did you get redemption? Through his blood. Who blood is that? Christ. That's why, if you preach Christ, you have the blood. Neither one of those other gospels have the blood. The gospel of Jesus Christ, He is not dead. He's just a Christ. The gospel of the kingdom, the scriptures, the scripture, you don't have no blood. When you preach the gospel of the kingdom, you lay hands on the sick, heal the sick, cleanse. But you don't have no blood. See, the gospel of Christ is the only gospel that have Christ's blood. If, so if you preach all this other stuff, you preach preaching water baptism, you preach preaching repentance, you're preaching of sin, but you get nowhere. Because the law did not wash sins away. In the law, you could only cover sins. Let me say it again. Under the law, you could only do one thing. That's why I asked my wife if she needed to minister on that again because she really did a good job. But I want her to show you that. Under the law, you could not get forgiveness of sins. They, was, they were prolonged. They were covered. That's why you had put them on a, a, a lamb or, or animal or something. It just, it just passed on somebody else. They were still there. But when Christ came, Christ done away with your sins. See, that's why people don't understand. That's why they don't know when to praise. You don't have no more. You don't know the Old Testament. They only been covered. That means you would have to go before the judgment seat to get rid of your sin. You'll be judged because of what you've done in the flesh. And that's what people don't understand. That's why Romans 8 told you, there therefore now, no condemnation to them that are in Christ Jesus. All right. Now, one more. Colossians 1.14. I didn't finish reading Ephesians 1 and 7, did I? In whom we have redemption through his blood, and he told you what it was. Go back. Go back there. We won't do Colossians today. We're just going to do this one verse we are done. Come on, read with me. Come on, stand up on your feet. Read with me. One verse. In whom we have redemption through his blood. What is it called? Yes. You, you can see it, read it. It's, you have redemption through his blood, comma. What's it called? Yes. What redemption through his blood is called? Yes. The forgiveness of sin. And how did you get yours? Yes. According to the riches of his grace. That's how you got forgiveness. Now you get a lot of great big hand handcraft for that. That's how you got forgiveness. You didn't get no forgiveness about being water baptized, but that's what people are telling you in their churches because they want you to come there and feel like you got to do something to be saved. That's, that's not how you save in the New Covenant. Man, I hope you don't, don't go away because the next week, the next service, I'm going to show you why is our gospel so powerful. I told you this morning, Hebrew 9 22, I'm not going to be able to do that this service because my time is already gone. 1 Corinthians chapter number 15. This is why Paul called this his gospel. He says, First Corinthians 15, 1 Corinthians one Moreover, brother, I declare to you the gospel which I preach unto you, which also you have received, and where you stand, by which also you are saved. He's telling you, you are saved if you keep in memory. Watch this, what I preach to you, because there's other Gospels out there unless you believe in vain. I deliver to you first of all that which I also receive. Remember Paul says I preach the Gospel of Jesus Christ. I preach the Gospel of the Kingdom but that is not how I was saved. I deliver to you first of all that which I also receive. How Christ died for our sin that bring the blood according to the Scripture. And he was buried And he arose again the third day according to the scripture. He's telling you how he was saved. Believing in Christ, died for my sins. That's the blood. You got to have the blood. If you don't receive the blood, how you got your sins forgiven. You can't get sins forgiven by water, baptism and confession. You got to have the blood. And there's another people who teach the just confession, but then you say you just got to confess Jesus, Lord. No blood. Let's do it real good. If thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart, God raised Jesus from the dead, no blood. You shall be saved. There's no blood there. Christ died for my sins. He dealt with the sin problem. And he dealt with it with the precious blood of Christ Jesus. Hey receive god's salvation through the blood of his son my time is up i thank you for yours and the door of faith is open unto you